0: Welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and with me, as always, is Aragorn. Hey, Aragorn, what's up? If by my
1: life or death I can protect you, I will. You have my sword.
0: Oh, Aragorn, you always say the funniest things. I would have gone with you to
1: the end, into the very fires of Mordor.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we're also going to do a podcast, if that's all right.
1: Not if we hold true to each other.
0: Wait, that's something we do off mic we don't want to talk about holding true to each other that's like i don't even want my wife to know about that so we could just i see a a kitty butthole hi everybody hi this is the real intro yes that's actually dan that's not aragorn i could be though you could be you have the jawline
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) everybody we are the indie film review we like to review independent films we get director submissions or filmmaker submissions all the time. And uh, our list is growing and showing and we are watching and that's
0: right. Splotching. Mm. Mm, blotching. Yes. Ooh, we need to go <laughs> to the doctor. So we watched the film called Who's With Me? Who's With Me? And that was sent to us by Austin Allen James. That's an A-A-J. Double A-J, baby. Double A-J. This is a film on the YouTube. If you just go to the YouTube, you can find Who's With Me, a uh, full feature, 2021 sci-fi drama horror. If you search any of that together, you'll find it. And uh, it's on the Who's With Me YouTube page. Boom. There you go. Pretty, pretty simple. Um, Dan, as is tradition, could you please tell us what Who's With Me is, before we dissect. Certainly, Jared. This film is about a man
1: who wakes up one day and discovers that he cannot leave his house. And upon the television, there is a emergency broadcast signal that tells him that he needs to await further command because the toxin levels outside are super high. And he has found out that his windows have been replaced by um, a black tar. Now, Mm. The initial problem I have with this is it feels like another film that I watched not too long ago called Await Further Instructions. Wow, damn, it did not take you long to get into that. <laughs> I, I can't, it's, it's hard not to draw comparisons between the two. I will say, however, they did take their own creative license and they did take it into a different direction. But yes. the, initial, the initial plot thing that gets us into the movie is almost the exact same. So, be that as it may, I was pleasantly surprised by certain aspects, and I was let down by some others. So, we will get into each one of those um, Absolutely. things. But,
0: Jared... Yes. Wait, did you say what the film was about? I forget.
1: Yes, he wakes up, and he can't leave his house, and it's about him coping with it by himself. But he has a neighbor named Alif, mm. and Alif
0: is... A fantasy creature from a different world trying to find the one true ring, right? He breaks through the wall and it's just a chimera. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Don't you love
1: me? I thought you would love
0: me. All right, Jerry, let's get into questions. Do yes. you have a question for me? So my question to you, Dan, is we've been seeing a lot of films recently where it's just one guy in like a place. And it's kind of like always just them and we're kind of focused on that one person, maybe there is another person they're talking to. I want to know, do you think this film was successful in doing that? Because I feel like we've seen a uh, a version of that where it worked, and a version of that where it, it has not worked. And now this is kind of like the third iteration.
1: The overall feeling I get because of that solidarity, it, I, I think it worked in this film. I wasn't bored, per se, throughout the entire film. I think there was enough um going on in his head and in his psyche so to speak that kept me engaged throughout it it does suck whenever you don't really move anywhere but at least we had like a lot of different camera angles in this movie and we had you know going from one room to another to another and like each room kind of had its own conflict so each room was kind of written into the narrative pretty well but i want to say that the film's Overall narrative was was supposed to make us stay in there. You know what I mean? Like it was it was his own personal hell. I guess mm-hmm. is
0: the best way of thinking about it. Because well, we, I can't say anything without spoiling. So well, yeah. It feels like the film is is very personal to this one guy. Like it's almost only happening to him. But then you have this other woman who is also trapped there. Who is presumably his next door neighbor. It's kind of interesting. Like how she fits into. What's going on with this dude? Because, yes, it's supposed to be a global... Like, there is some weird, like, gas or something outside. There's, like, toxic levels outside. Also, this is not a COVID film, by the way. I know if when you watch it, you kind of think, like, oh, this must have been made in response to COVID. They actually completed this film just before COVID released. Oh. And they were going to start sending it to festivals. And then COVID And Yeah, the COVID. (laughs) So they couldn't do it. So it's like, you know what? We're just going to release it on YouTube. I like the coincidence... That this film kind of brings of like, oh no, a deadly toxin outside, we can't go out. And it's like, yeah, that's how life is right now. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of fun. Jared, mm.
1: I have a question for you that is brought up because of the question you just asked, because you introduced the other character, Alyth, right? Alyth is his neighbor. Have you ever spoken to anybody through a
0: wall? <laughs> It's really hard. I can say that. It's yeah. really fucking hard. Yeah, it is. To speak to someone through a wall. The, <laughs> the, the belief I
1: had to, to suspend in this film, because this woman's voice comes into his room clear as day. These walls have to be less than paper thin in order for this to happen. Yeah. Like, she is literally
0: in the room with him. That's how it sounds. It's really strange. I mean, that's why I kind of thought that maybe this was all happening in his head, and this woman wasn't real.
1: And I think it is. And I'll get into why I think that is with spoilers, but it felt so um, just unrealistic to me. That's my first critique. And then the only other thing that I really have to critique, Jared, and I'll, I'll ask it in a form of a second question. Sure. Is,
0: did you... Did you hear any sound effects in this film? I mean, yes. There was a ton of sound effects. Yes. Like, you look at the ending credits, there was like just a wall of sound exactly. effects. Exactly, yeah. Um, are you trying to imply that they were too much? I just, I don't,
1: I, I I, I couldn't hear them after the first, I don't know, four, because they were so deafeningly loud. Ah. Uh... I mean, just take him down a couple decibels, because the light switches, super loud, And then I'm like, wait a minute, the coffee maker's super loud. So is the microwave and the freezer. He pulls out a hammer at one point, and I'm like, oh, God, no. And the hammer was kind of quiet.
0: I'm like, thank God. And then the hammer got really loud. Well, yeah, you're making a a greater point for the entire film of the sound design. It's just strange. Now, I will defend this film, and I'll say the sound effects didn't bother me that much. Really? Okay. I wasn't picking up on them, but the wall thing did really was like threw me for a loop. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this wall. How did you feel about the visuals in this movie, though? Because I feel like that was a highlight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A a lot of really cool visuals that I was not expecting. Like, there's this one point in the film where he starts destroying a bunch of shit. And it has, like, a lot of really cool camera angles with that. His whole house is... Like, you learn a lot about the character through his surroundings, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really smart way of kind of giving us exposition. Is just letting us observe the mise-en-scene. And like I said, each room kind of has has its own conflict that arises in the narrative. So I I feel like everything worked properly. Mm-hmm. The biggest detriment to me is the sound design. That's that's really what it boils
0: down to. Okay. Now I was speaking earlier about like how this is just a one man show, and I feel like it's very important for that main actor to really it, like they're going to be carrying the entire film. Do you feel like? the lead actor in this was able to do that
1: yeah i was i was impressed by him i take it that you might feel differently
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i uh i don't know um i wasn't really into marcus's acting there were certain parts where i feel like they could have done the line again or they you know they they like why don't we just take this line one more time
1: to be fair, it's not like the most stellar acting I've ever seen, but it didn't bother me. Like, I, I, he he held my attention. He walked me through his his plight. He, he walked mm-hmm. me through... Like, the film is given to you in five increments, which are the five stages of grief. There's five subtitles within the film, and each one is an anagram for something. Like, the first... Sage of Grief is Denial and that subtitle is Ditch Everything Now,
0: It's All Lost. So that's it's it spells out. I think the, those so, are kind of fun. Yeah, I like those too. Well, here's what I'll say. I think the female lead was good. I just don't think the male lead in this was as good. I feel like I feel the exact
1: opposite. I did not like the female lead. I thought really? she was too contrived. Yeah.
0: What? Whoa. Well, are we talking about writing or are we talked about talking about acting the vocal delivery i just it did not okay did not go well for me interesting and you know what, I'll, also the writing too i feel like so i this movie suffers from some writing issues and some editing issues and what else so we're gonna get into spoilers now and we'll talk about yes it. let me talk about that let's talk
1: about that editing issue um i forgot there's one more glaring thing that i could not stand
0: about this movie well hold on let oh. so we're gonna spoil this film if you'd like to watch it again, it is on the youtubes who's with me? Uh, I think it'll be pretty easy to find. um yep, okay, Dan, go ahead. This is probably going
1: like I can forgive the sound effects. I can forgive sound design because sound design is difficult. Mm-hmm what i can't forgive and it was it's the most glaring problem to me with this film is it had more fade to black than the ending of lord of the rings
0: <laughs> it was <laughs>
1: why why did you need to have so many fades
0: to black i did not understand that what was weird too is like he would have a great cutaway okay so there was a there was a scene where the uh the lead character marcus was talking to the girl in the wall and he starts to like It's like a profile shot of his face and he kind of like looks away and he almost looks like concerned and they had just had a conversation. I'm like, this is a perfect cutaway, but instead of cutting away, they cut to a different angle of him sitting there talking to her, but then he doesn't have volume. He's just kind of like mouthing something. And then it, the scene slowly fades to black and I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) you just had a cutaway. You just did it. What are we doing? Like, why do we do this? And I, I was so distraught by it, I actually rewound it and watched it again just to make sure, like, no, 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 I didn't just see what happened, right? <laughs> I saw it again and I was like, oh no, I don't like this. I don't like this.
1: For for the filmmakers who are listening right now, I like I, I really hate to to be the person that critiques that and it just it it did bother me. But you have so much going on that you have so much going on in the film that is great. And I do want to praise a lot of the things. It's just like the last thing I want to critique is just way too many cuts to black. No, it's important. We
0: got to talk about this stuff. Because I think I like a good fade to black. I do too. And I think what you are saying is that there's just way too much of it. And it can be used in this film, I mean. And it can be used as a crutch to try to get the next scene into play, Mm -hmm. right? And how you fix that is you can't be afraid of just cutting to the next scene. And again, we've talked about this before, but just you bridge it, right? You bridge it with sound Sound coming in before the next scene comes in uh, or vice versa. And I think that would have fixed a lot of that issue. Or, yeah,
1: because they did do something that saved it a couple of times. They would cut to black and then sometimes they would have some kind of phrase that has to do with the scene that like just a phrase that they want Mm -hmm. us to think about. Like one of them said running deep. I'm like, Ooh, that makes me think of something like that was a really cool lyrical way of making that cut work. Whenever they show the red lettering, I actually like that a lot, but they do that sparingly, but they still have like, Mm -hmm. what they should have done is just all cut to blacks. Very
0: sparingly. My other thing would be the writing in this. Like you said, we're learning more about Marcus and, uh, what's, what's that, Alith? Uh, that name is so unique to me, and that's why we're kind of, like, joking around about it in the beginning. When I heard it, I was, like, taken aback, like, what is, what is name? <laughs> what's happening? Maybe that's judgy. I'm probably being a little judgy asshole. But, uh, these two characters, we're learning more about them. But the things they talk about are so mundane. It's, it's a lot of that show-don't-tell mentality for me, where they're just kind of talking about things in their lives when I'd rather be seeing it. And it really hurt my enjoyment of the film. And it was hard to keep my attention for a lot of those scenes of them just going back Mm -hmm. and forth, back and forth. Whenever it was Marcus running around and doing things in his apartment, I was interested because you were saying like, oh, the, the apartment is a character. So I agree. I was into all of that. I feel like we were learning the most from him. I feel like we could have learned more from him doing actions instead of just having the apartment fill-in-the-blanks for us? Well, I mean, camera as narrator... Is, camera as
1: narrator
0: is I am a robot.
1: Camera as narrator is a good way of writing your film. So I, I agree. We could have had more um, camera narration. However, I don't know. I, I don't understand why you didn't like the acting too much. There, like that one scene where he's like acting, he, he's making faces in the mirror, and it felt like Taxi Driver to me. I really yeah, like that. I,
0: see, I didn't, I wasn't into I, that. I'm like, I've seen Taxi Driver. <laughs> oh, I get on. it. Like, I don't need to well, see Well, I it. mean,
1: people, filmmakers steal from filmmakers all the time. Like, Martin Scorsese is a huge theft of well, the yes, moving image. Well, yes, I
0: agree. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't even say it's stealing. It's homage, but. I say it's once stealing. Once I understand what the homage is. Martin Scorsese is a dirty criminal. I'm just like, all right, I get the reference. Let's go. But then the the film's like, no, let's keep going, dude. Let's keep going. I thought it was cute at the end of that scene where Wall Woman interrupts Mm -hmm. him. But it's just so... Again, it's funny. Like She's everywhere. So oh, let's talk about your theory about how she might be in his head. That's pretty fascinating. The film
1: starts and ends with the same exact thing. It's a black screen, and you hear a car accident. By the time I got to the end of the film... I had completely forgot about the car accident and then they replayed it. I'm like, Oh, there was a car accident. And then he brings up in the film that, do you remember how we got here? No, we don't. So I think what Mm -hmm. is happening Mm -hmm. is he is in some kind of strange limbo and he is wrestling with part of his conscious, which has taken the form of this woman named Aliff that he is talking to.
0: Wow. Okay. What if I, I really like this theory, by the way, what if, Alyth was the other person who was in the car accident that he got into a car accident.
1: Maybe, maybe that, I mean, that is completely plausible. The only reason I came to that conclusion is because whenever he finally goes outside, it's a fade to white. We don't get to see what's outside and it cuts again to blackness and you hear the car accident. So I'm like, Oh, maybe this whole thing was him in limbo. And he like, it would make sense that these are the stages of grief, but then that comes to another critique. There were certain stages of grief that did not adequately get shown on camera. Didn't correlate. Gotcha. The whole segment of anger, I'm like, he's not angry. Why would we name the section anger if he doesn't get angry? And then he finally gets angry whenever he's in the... um, So you got denial, anger, depression, um, bargaining, and acceptance. And one of those, I think it was in Depression, which, which everyone was about boredom. It would be bargaining. Bargaining was... So, during the bargaining phase, he starts destroying his house because he's bored. That would make more sense to me if it was in the anger section because he's destroying his fucking house.
0: Yeah. That was a cool scene, though, when he's, like, ripping out I the loved, couch yeah. or the chair or the, whatever. The
1: couch ripping, and then, like, he built this, like, weird Lego abomination and just kicked it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there was some interesting visuals in this. I liked a lot of the cutaways, mm-hmm. and I like the, uh, the explanation of the Halloween lights, you know, when the lights get really crazy. I, I like where that plot is going there with uh, this could be like a purgatory type of yeah. situation. And then, so the deal is, okay, he's trapped in this house, or this apartment or whatever, and but the door is unlocked. He knows the door is unlocked. And there's like this gas outside. This is another thing that was hard for me to suspend my disbelief because if there's a gas outside, you're dead. There's no way that the gas is not going to get inside, especially if your door is not protected. The gas is just going to slide right under your fucking door, and you're dead. Also, you have vents and ventilation. Unless they block the ventilation, now they do talk about this later on, where they're like, okay, if this whole apartment complex is sealed off, and that means we only have a certain amount of air, they would have died way quicker than. I mean, the time is different, you know? Like, we don't know how long he's been there. I like that aspect of it, because that is a the factor. film keeps
1: reminding you. Time elapsed, unknown. Time till the end, unknown. It, like, it, it kept reminding you that you're kind of in this suspension of, you're ethereally there. You don't know where you are in, in in
0: the reality that has been created for you. Hmm. I don't know. Just it's making me think now more. So I'm I'm glad you kind of brought up these things because I guess uh, they were lost on me. I feel like a bad. You person. You are a bad person, <laughs> Jared. Let me give
1: you some things that I would celebrate. Sure. Um. There is an um, There is. I don't know the name of the song. I was trying to look for it in the um in the credits because the line that is repeated over and over and over again is not the title of the song, which is what I would hope it was but there was this amazing lo-fi kind of it's 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 a silly rap song that played in its entirety and the main line was that's what i'm talking about and it just it was it was a simple rap song had a simple beat but i i am such a fan of these lo-fi simple kind of crude rap songs like i i it's, yeah, it's I kind of like it. a a guilty pleasure of mine. So that was awesome. A lot of the songs that are being used are awesome. Yeah, soundtrack is good. I, I enjoyed it. One scene where he's like or he's talking to Aylith and Aylith's like, "Hey, what do you do to blow off steam?" and he's like, uh and then it cuts to um, him boxing in the dark with metal music and weird Gregorian chants.
0: In the background. (laughs) Oh, that was really cool. I I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, there's definitely parts of this movie that I was interested in and I was enjoying. And a lot of that has to do with the visuals and like the interesting things that they they cut to. I will say the ending of this film I thought was very interesting. When we got to a point where it was a more dire situation between the two and there was a hint of that maybe uh, the girl on the wall might have died or something bad has happened to her. He starts going crazy. I was really into that. I was also into when he finally goes through the door and there's the white light and then it cuts back to the room. The room is exactly how it was in the very beginning.
1: Yeah. Nothing, nothing is destroyed. I like that a lot.
0: That was really cool. I really like that. So he breaks through the wall, the side of the wall to where his, uh, his uh, neighbor was. And I'm like, why didn't he do that in the very beginning? So they could be together. Like just break this fucking wall down. She's right there. Cause he can't break through the metal. That's like blocking the windows. I don't know. It was strange. And then his idea of like, oh, I'm just going to poke a little hole, you know, in, in the, uh, the sheet metal that's blocking my windows just to see what's outside. And then I'm going to cover it up real quick. It'll be fine. And I'm like, no, you would die. <laughs> but I love the purgatory angle. I, I think that was really interesting.
1: Another thing that I want to praise, it's probably the last thing that I, I wrote in my notes that was very impressive to me. I like the way they did the ending credits. Like, instead of your traditional scrolling credits, it, it had the soundtrack to it, but then th- it was statements. It said, like, so-and-so starred in it, so-and-so directed it. I liked how it was um, given to you as statements. That was very new and refreshing to me.
0: I, I agree. I agree. I liked the scene where they were playing board games, when they were doing uh, the Battleship game, I thought that was really cute. I liked the visual of him sleeping in the hallway so he could be closer to his next door neighbor and he's got the TV there and the light of the TV is hitting mm-hmm. him. Um, I loved all of that. Um, uh, there was a really cool shot where he he goes to get his revolver and the it's like a dolly shot. Yeah. Uh, and the dolly kind of pulls over from the living room to the hallway. That was fucking yeah. wonderful. And then he, he walks back in. He's about to blow his brains out. And it's interesting because if this is Purgatory and he blows his brains out, what happens? I'm wondering, like, does he just restart back into the day? And then I I guess my other question to you is, why didn't they try to walk outside sooner? Like, if you were in that situation, would you ever try to walk outside? If you're like, I've been stuck here for so long, I don't have any food or water. Like, what else do you have to lose? Like, I wouldn't kill myself. I'd be like, I'm just going to walk outside. To kill yourself. Like, if I die there. Well, I mean... But there's still at least a chance that you, you might well, not Well, according die. to your logic, you'd
1: already be dead because of the toxins seeping through the house. <laughs>
0: That's true. That's true, Dan. And, it, and my logic is sound. Thank you for agreeing with me.
1: <laughs> I'm just calling them as you see them, my friend.
0: Ah, uh, yes. As we should all. <laughs> as we all should. <laughs> we should all listen to Jared and what he has to say. He's yes. important. Yes. I'm important and that's okay. I tell you things, and you listen to me. <laughs> all right.
1: Oh my God, I haven't heard that in years.
0: Um, closing
1: thoughts, Dan, what do you think? A fun little film had its heart in the right place. I was entertained despite being upset with all the fades of the black and the loud sounds. It was an interesting look into like if we're going to analyze it as him being in a car accident it was an interesting look into his his journey through accepting death like it did all of that is where the narrative is strong because he's constantly questioning his being through this character of Alif
0: i thought it was interesting they did they did show his struggle of like his regrets like you're saying pretty well and almost like the mundaneness of his life and how he's kind of like i never got to do anything like i never proposed to my girlfriend i should have done that i like all these chances i wasted and now putting it into the perspective of he is dead and he has to accept that and move on i thought was is actually very interesting that that really uh, elevated the movie mm-hmm. to a higher place than than where i was thinking for sure but i will say it's got some rough problems The visuals are not one of them. Visuals are really great. The camera work was really fun. I just think there was some editing issues with the transitions. Sometimes like the audio would cut out at certain weird times during the fades to black. This movie is not afraid to put you in complete darkness, like just show a black screen. I like that. I'm into that. So that's not that's not something I was annoyed by. I was really into that. And uh, that's it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you can
1: find us on Twitter at Indiefilm Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indiefilm pod You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. That is where you drop your films into our inbox. Ooh, do it yeah, we also have a patreon patreon is for Ooh, yeah, baby. patreon is for those filmmakers who don't want to wait in the six-month waiting list guys that's how that's oh how many films God. get submitted um anyway dan we're so we popular. are popular we're we're so anyway
0: popular. everyone's like oh that God.
1: is how you get your film bumped up to a shorter list a shorter wait time is by
0: giving us five dollars that's right and you know if you want to just throw us some money that's cool too Uh, let's go through our Patreon real quick, just to be nice. We got Lloyd, we got Benjamin, we got Dawn, we got Lauren, we got Roberto, we have Josh, and we have Brad from the Fate of Eisen podcast, the greatest podcast to ever exist besides ours, because we are, of course, the number one podcast. And, uh, so thank you all so much for, uh, being our bestest buds on the internets, and uh, we hope we're making you proud. You're basically all our parents, and we're trying to seek your approval. That's all we do ever.
1: <laughs> That's all I ever do. Is not even in this podcast right. in life. I just I'm constantly yeah, looking Papa for internet for approval.
0: No joke. There's no jokes here. That's just real life. Uh, okay, so. Thank you all again. I appreciate you. Uh, go check out the Necropodicon.com. That is the uh, the site we are affiliated with. Uh, a lot of cool podcasts over there at the Necropodicon. Uh, and there should be a link to the Discord at the top right of that website. You can come and chat and hang out with us. So that's always fun. And uh, Dan, you have the final This word. is definitely not the devil trying to get you into hell from limbo. Um,
1: but I have I have cake and pie here all right i'm in
0: just i just gotta open this yes. door uh, uh, yeah. all right here i go <laughs> <laughs>